Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast, where learning is powered by the heart. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden, and we are so delighted to have you with us today. This month, we're listening to stories and teachings that are coming directly from our Life Question series on the Brilliant TV app. And the beauty of this particular series is that we're learning how to ask brilliant questions that open up a new space for us with God and allow us to explore our relationship with Him in a much deeper way. Today, Graham is going to be exploring the question, what are you believing God for? And you know, I think this is such an important topic because we're going to be talking about a five-letter word called favor. And I know that can be a really funny word for some of us because there are actually a lot of poor definitions out there. So I want to start us off with the baseline of what favor truly means. Favor is birthed in relationship with God. It's not something that's given to us because of who we are or how well we perform. No, we have access to favor because of who Jesus is in us and who we are in Him. Favor is like the green light to ask, to seek, and to knock with the certain knowledge that God is for you. It's God's intentional bias towards us because His Spirit lives within. And most importantly, favor is not a one-off experience. It's something that we are constantly expanding our capacity to receive. If you feel excited already, then go ahead and buckle up as we learn that whatever the Father is to Jesus, He is to us too. Every circumstance is an opportunity to experience God and to experience and encounter new levels of favor and faith in your relationship with the Lord. That's primarily what every situation is about, who God wants to be for you and who you are in Him. Favor is being convinced that God is totally for you. And you knowing that you have His special consideration in the situation that you're in. So we're confident. We're learning to be full of faith in relationship with Him. Favor changes our lens on the world. Because we learn to live feeling approved of, highly regarded by the Lord, and totally loved by Him. You know, in the Old Testament, favor was how God saw people. So when you look at the first eight references of favor, it's always talking about, Lord, if I found favor in your sight, if I have favor in your eyes. Ha! New Testament, so much better. Because we're in Christ, no one has more favor than he does. So we're favored because the Father put us into Christ. Yahoo, I hear you say. And we have favor also because of the Father's relationship with Christ in us. It's like, really? You can't lose. Whatever the Father is to Jesus, He is to us also. That is favor. And the beautiful thing about that, there's nothing for us to do to gain favor. Our role really is learning to receive favor 
and to learn how to stay in that place of the goodness and the kindness of God always showing up. And, you know, and if you don't see it initially, we're confident that we're going to see it eventually. It's just timing. And timing belongs to God, but preparation belongs to us. It's in our promises and God's provision that are just waiting to be discovered by us. I remember, I remember being on a flight to Australia. And um, on long-haul flights, you need some favor. Because I was hoping, because I had so many air miles, I was hoping to get upgraded to at least business class. No business class, no first-class seats available. In fact, I got one of the worst seats on the plane. I'm like in the middle of this row, and I have this family kind of around me, uh, a woman traveling by herself, and two small kids, and the baby. And so uh, one of the first things around the meal time, I cut up all her food so she could hold the baby and eat. And then she's trying to get these uh, two kids to sleep, and the baby is crying. So I just went to the stewardess and said, look, this is what's happening. Um, I'm going to hold the child because, you know, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather. I know how to put kids to sleep. In fact, I know how to put people to sleep. So she laughs and she comes back. And I just say to the woman sitting next to me, would it be okay if I hold your child while you get your kids to sleep? So that's fine. The stewardess is going to watch me all sorted out. So I'm just walking around. And uh, the, the child begins to be restful. She's not asleep yet. Kids, the other kids are down. And I just say to the woman, why don't you put your seat back and have a snooze, and I'll hold the baby. And anyway, she woke up five hours later, and the baby's asleep <laughs> on me. And um, so that was it. That was my plane ride going out to Australia. And uh, but what was fascinating was, as I was getting off, the stewardess said, you know, what you did was really lovely, and I just really appreciate it. And, um, and I said, oh, no worries, you know. But when I came back home, when I was coming back home, I got to the airport and discovered that this stewardess had upgraded me to first class on my flight home. And here was the amazing thing. I should have been really tired starting my tour, but I wasn't. I just think that grace and so on gives you an energy. But I was exhausted at the end of my tour, and to have a seat in first class, oh my goodness. That's favor. It doesn't always work the way you want, but it always works. And <clears throat> here's my question. If we believed our favor is always present, how would that change our relationship with the Lord. I think we would live more amazed. We'd be more astonished. We would be more into marveling at what God is doing in us, through us, and for us. It would put us in a place where we would be, um, we'd have an upgraded sense of what His presence really meant. And faith wouldn't be an issue because, you know, faith is an outcome of relationship with God. Uh, faith works by love, and when you know that you are loved, you can begin to understand who God wants to be for you, 
and the favor that comes with that. So what if your circumstances right now are designed to create a new level of faith in you? You'd be interested in that, right? <laughs> new circumstances that are designed to upgrade our current faith. They can open us up to a whole new place in the affections of God. They'll also open us up to new pressures that will challenge where we are now in our trust. But that's all part of growing up into Christ. Learning how to rejoice is what strengthens our ability to stay focused. So you can work through the stress in order to upgrade to the next level of faith. I think that's our real job here, is to abide in the gains we've already made as we partner with the Holy Spirit for the new faith that He is releasing. You can't stay at the same level of faith for your whole life. You need a breakthrough. And that breakthrough energizes us to practice a new faith so we get an upgrade, we can see more, we can receive more. And the follow-through of that breakthrough empowers us to establish this lifestyle at a new level. So I like rejoicing in what God is doing because my learning and my experience is a critical factor in occupying a new level. And then you get to speak back to the Lord. I totally believe in who you are to me here. You said this, I believe this, that jolly well settles it. And as we express our thanks, you know, like, Lord, I thank you for your promises to me. I thank you for your word towards me. I thank you for your intentions towards me in this place. We get to hear God say, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you. John 15, 11. It's a joy to speak the words of the Lord right back to him. And as we do, faith rises. That's why I read my prophecies out loud to the Lord. Because as I do, faith rises in me. And we need to understand that experiencing our favor in Christ unlocks the door of faith. We begin to believe God for something new. That's what your current situation's about. 